Hey guys, it's your girl E. I am back with another podcast. Join me today for this next episode. So let's get into it. Thank you guys for joining me for this today's episode. It is going to be titled The War of the Covenants. As I was studying um, the story of Abraham and Sarah and also with the, the maidservant um, Hagar, God had gave me this profound word and I was like, man, is this something that I should give to the people? And I really felt led in my spirit that God wanted me to give you guys this word. And it is so good. And it's a perspective that hopefully will shake you, not to the fear of running away, but to the to the the reverential fear of God to know that everything that you do in this life matters. Every step that you take, God cares about. Everything that you set your mind to, God wants to know about and to make sure that what you're doing is aligned with his will. Because I could tell you right now, and before I get into it, I could tell you right now, God isn't going to just bless any and everything you do. He is not, and he is not obligated to. God is not obligated to bless your sin, and he is not obligated to bless your mess. So, I'm going to let you ponder on that. The War of the Covenants. The story of Abraham, Sarah, Hagar, Ishmael, and Isaac is a story that is revolutionary. It's a living testimony, but it also depicts and shows how our lives are affected in the same way. And I'm not always talking about the physical. I'm talking about also what you do in the spiritual realm. So I'm going to give you a little background. Abraham was given a promise by God. And God told Abraham, he said, you shall lend unto many nations. You shall have a promised child to inherit. He said, you shall multiply. And you shall be a father of many nations. Now, God gave Abraham this promise. And God made a covenant with Abraham. And when God gives you a promise and when he makes a covenant, he doesn't take it back. He's not going to take it back from you. As long as you do your part, as long as you are obedient to his word, and if you do fall short, repent. God is never going to fall back on his promises. God gave Abraham a promise. And Abraham said, okay, great. His faith exceeded, his faith waxed strong, and he never gave up. This is why God told him that he would be the father of many nations because Abraham's life was so profound and and so inspirational that there was no other person in the Bible that God has said this to. That you're going to be the father of many nations. You're going to lend unto many nations. You're going to multiply. And and your faith is going to be uh, the seed of righteousness. So God gave Abraham this promise. And he was like, okay, fine. You're going to give me this promise. You're going to make a covenant with me. I'm going to lend unto many nations. But then at one point, Abraham told God, he said, "I I don't have a kid. I don't have a child. The only person I have here is a servant. At that time, that was the only servant that Abraham had. And God said, don't worry about it. It's not going to be your maidservant that's going to inherit the things that I have for you. So Abraham said, okay, 
Because God told Abraham that he would bear a child. Now, mind you, God told Abraham this before he even told Sarah when her name was Sarai. So some time went on and eventually Abraham went on to tell Sarai that, hey, God gave me this word. He said, the Lord came upon me and he gave me a word and he said that I shall lend it to many nations and now shall multiply. And Sarah was like, in her mind and in her heart, she was like, well, how are you going to do that? We don't have kids. All we have is a servant. We don't, we don't have anyone to, to, to lend unto, unto, and we don't have anyone to take our inheritance. So Sarai was on the faithless end while Abraham had faith, but he also was looking at his circumstances and going, okay, God, well, if you say you're going to do it, this is what I have for you to do it with. But God was telling Abraham, hey, I'm going to do it my way. So the Lord gave uh, Abraham a word. Sarah didn't believe. That was when the devil threw seeds of doubt at Sarah. And the, and the thing about Sarah was that she actually took the bait of Satan. She took those words and she took those thoughts from Satan. And she was in agreement. And she laughed and she was like, man, I can't build children. I'm too old. Who who's gonna bear a child in my old age? So that was that was the start at the beginning of the the war of the covenants that I'm gonna tell you about later on, right? Now, put aside the fact that and put a pin in the fact that Sarai already allowed the devil to cast doubt within her. Although Abraham didn't, keep in mind. Sarah already took the bait of Satan, which is what the seed of faithlessness. So some time went on. Abraham, at one point, because of Sarah's faithlessness and her weariness, and as a decade or so went on, they still didn't bear children. And Sarah had this bright idea. Now, mind you, the, the, seed, of the, the seed of the deception was brewing for years and years and years. And eventually, Sarai got older, and she waxed older. And as she got older, she also got more weary, and she became more weary in the fact that, well, it's been too long. I don't think God is going to do what he says he's going to do. So I'm going to take this plan and put it in motion myself. Now, this is something that we should never do as children of God, even though it happens to us. We have the desires and it's wrong. Sarah had this grand scheme to allow Abraham to take unto him they made servant Hagar because she was of childbearing age and she seemed like a woman who Sarah would love to be a mother of. So Sarah had this great idea and said, Abraham, I know how we're going to conceive a child that God can bless. Now, pause. To Abraham, he thought maybe this is a good idea. Even though Abraham had faith that God can do exceedingly abundantly all above that he would have ever hoped or thought of. At one point, even though Abraham never wavered in his faith, he thought that because Sarah came up with the idea that maybe this too was from God. So Abraham said, okay, fine. I'll sleep with Hagar. We'll have a child. And maybe God is going to bless us this way. Keep this in mind. Sarai 
had the deceit of deception way back when, about over a decade ago, when God first came to Abraham and said, I shall make thy nations great. You shall be a father of many nations. That's when her deception started. Fast forward to Hagar being a woman who would eventually marry Abraham to in order for them to do it the right way so that way Abraham could go on to her and you guys know the you know the the process of reproducing of reproduction of conceiving a child between a man and a woman so they set that plan in motion Hagar conceived a child that they would eventually name Ishmael but the thing with Sarah Abraham and Hagar is is that as soon as Hagar conceived a child Sarah, the Bible says that in, in, in uh, Genesis 15 through 16 and 17, it says that Sarah realized that she made a grave mistake. And she even went to Abraham and she repented and said, Abraham, I'm sorry. This thing that I told you to do to sleep with Hagar so we can have um, um, a child to lend unto many nations to, to be a, so you can be a father of many nations. Sarah said, I'm sorry, this was not a good plan. This was not something that we should have done. So Sarah was kind of in a repentant state. And then Abraham was like, okay, if you don't think that this thing pleases you, then we just got to do the best that we can with what we have. At that point, it was already too late. There was no way that Hagar was going to get an abortion. And God did not allow Hagar to lose the baby. God blessed her womb to have the child. But get this. Sarai treated Hagar so bad because the plan that Sarai set in motion backfired on her. I'm going to say this before I continue the story. Every time the devil puts a seed of doubt in your mind... For whatever it is that you're going to birth. Whenever Satan puts a seed of doubt in your mind. Or to put a seed of deception in your mind. Anytime you have an idea to go outside of the will of God. Know that it will never, ever, ever work. Because God is not going to bless your mess. He's not going to bless your sin. He's not going to give the okay between you and the devil making a covenant. Because this is exactly what happened. Sarai deceived Abraham and Hagar into making a covenant. To sleep together and to bear a child. But this was the devil's plan in action. This was not a promised child. This was a child of the flesh. So Sarai treated Hagar so bad, and she and she ridicules um, Hagar. She tortured her. She she made her wish that she was never alive. So Sarai eventually ran Hagar off while she was pregnant with Abraham's child, which they would name Ishmael. Remind you, this is not the promised child. So when Hagar finally fled the house. God sent the angel of the Lord to stop Hagar in her tracks and say, what are you doing? The angel of the Lord said to Hagar, what are you doing? 
Hagar spoke back to the angel of the Lord and said, Sarah is treating me so bad. My mistress is 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 hurting me. She's verbally abusing me. She's treating me as if I, I shouldn't be, um, you know, um, within the household and to be treated with respect. Because remember, Hagar was a maidservant. She was a slave. But because she had to marry Abraham in order to have sex and to conceive a child, she now went from servant status to being Abraham's wife. Now, Hagar and, and Sarah were neck and neck, right? With status, with position. Sarah didn't like that. Because now that the devil deceived her into this idea of if you think that God is going to bless you. He's not. He's going to bless you through having Hagar sleep with Abraham. So the thought that the devil put into Sarah's mind was, let Hagar sleep with Abraham. That's how you're going to get your promised child. But little did Sarah know that through that seed of deception, as she took the bait of Satan, fed the idea to Abraham and Hagar, they, they all three agreed that this is what they would do. The devil's seed of deception backfired on all three of them. Sarah ended up being jealous of Hagar. Sarah ended up mistreating Hagar because she did not no longer like the fact that now that Hagar has a, a child, now she would no longer go back to being a slave, but that she still remained to be Abraham's wife. So now she has the same status of, of Sarah and Sarah didn't like that. So jealousy uh, ruled his ugly head. Hagar, on the other hand, ended up getting mistreated while she was pregnant. And Abraham was responsible for this thing happening. Because remember, Abraham was the head of the household. Abraham was the head of the household and he was the leader of his camp. Abraham would eventually be responsible for both the covenants of the flesh and and of the promise. The angel of the Lord told Hagar to go back unto the house of which you came from. So Hagar went back. But before she went back, she, the angel of the Lord told her, he said, You will conceive this child. And although he won't inherit Abraham's heir, and he won't inherit the promises of God, the Lord of the the um, angel, the Lord of the angels, still told um, Hagar that her son would still have a lot of children and that he would be great. However, the angel of the Lord still told still told Hagar that because you are afflicted and because you conceived a child out of the flesh. Because this this was the devil's idea and that you set this thing in motion. Your son Ishmael, when he's born, he shall be a hairy man. He shall he shall wax strong. He shall he shall be a man of, of war. Ishmael was a man of war. The angel of the Lord was trying to tell uh, Hagar that um, there would never be peace amongst uh, Ishmael. He said that he would use his hands to fight and he would fight against every man and every man would fight against Ishmael and there would be no peace amongst him. Why? Because when Sarai gave the idea for Hagar and Abraham to sleep together, this was 
a carnality idea. This was of the devil. Remember, the devil's camping grounds is to cause confusion, cause war, cause division. This is why the angel of the Lord told Hagar, your son will be a son of war. He will constantly fight against people and people will constantly fight against him. This is why, saints, this is why you got to be careful about what you're giving birth to in this season. And in every season, henceforth, everything that you give birth to isn't always of God. Every idea that you have to do, everything that you want to create isn't always going to be of God. This is why when you birth spiritual in earthly physical things, even in conceiving a, a human being, when you have sex with the wrong person and y'all two conceive a child together, this is why sometimes your life goes downhill. And I'm not trying to say, you know, that, you know, oh, curse be to all the children, but there are going to be times when you may have sex with someone thinking that this is a great idea. Then when you guys conceive a child, your child is causing you more problems, more harms down the line because why? God said, this isn't the man that I had for you. This isn't the woman that I had for you. This isn't the promise that I gave you. And because he was, he was going to be a man of war, God was showing Hagar, Abraham, and Sarah that when you go outside of my will, when you do things that are not according to my word and exactly how I say do it, I'm going to make sure that it's going to cause you problems. You're never going to have peace about it. You're going to have heartache. It's going to be difficult you, difficult for you to move on with your life. Why? Because God is a God of order. God is a God of promise and covenant. God says that I don't have to bless your mess. Like I told you before in the beginning of this, the beginning of this podcast, God doesn't have to bless your sin because that's exactly what Hagar and Abraham did. They were conceiving a child out of the act of sin. Why? Because Abraham, I don't care how many times Sarah came to Abraham and said, hey, this is the idea that I have for you. As the head of the household, Abraham could have told Sarah, you need to sit down and shut up because we're not going to do it like this. We're going to do it God's way and we're going to wait on God's word because he thinks what God want me to tell you is that every time God gives a word, his word comes with peace. His word comes with being in one accord. His word doesn't come with confusion. His word doesn't come with doubt. It doesn't come with division and war and chaos and, and deception and trying to ma manipulate and maneuver your way into places. This is why you got to be careful about the doors that you walk through, that you manipulated your way in, that you lied on somebody to get this position. You got to be careful about what it is that you're doing and why. Because you think that you're being smart, but God says you took the seed of Satan and now because you took the seed and you put forth in motion a plan that was of the devil, he says, now you're going to birth something that I did not call you to birth. And when you birth this thing, you're going to have heartache. It's going to cause you problems. That position you might get fired from. You might have more heartache and more problems. You might have more enemies like Ishmael. God said that he would fight against every man and every man would fight against him, meaning he would never have peace. That's how it is when you operate 
in the will of Satan versus the will of God. You're not going to have peace. Every time you turn around, you're going to have a problem. Something is happening with your finances. Something is happening with your car. Something is happening with your with your uh, your home life. Something is happening on your workplace. Why are you always at war in a struggle in every area of your life? Because you done made a covenant with the devil, and that covenant don't work with the covenant of God. That covenant don't work with the promises of God. God said that I have this for you. Why are you on this ladder in life when I gave you this promise? Some of you wondering why your life is so full of full of stress and havoc and, and not peace and things seem to be going every which way but right. God says, somewhere along down the line, you thought that the devil's plan was better than my plan. So I let you have it. Come on, Hagar and Abraham. You're trying to conceive a child and thinking that God is going to bless this idea. God said that that's not how I said I was going to do it. Be careful of the covenants that you make. Be careful of the ideas and, and the desires that are within your heart. Because God wanted me to tell you that just because the idea and the desire is strong, that strength, that pressure, that can be from the devil. Because you may be so in doubt and so, so much um, in, in torment because you lack faith. And this is what happened with Sarai. She lacked faith, so the devil was able to pressure her in her mind to take on the idea of, well, if God isn't going to bless me to have this child, then I want him to bless Abraham through somebody else to have this child, when that's not what God said. God said, I will bless Abraham and Sarah, not Abraham and Hagar, not Abraham and somebody else, Abraham and Sarai. When God gives you a word, he is very specific. And you may be thinking, well, how do I know that it's God's word? Once, once God gives you a word and a promise, everything after that should fall in the line of including God in it. When the devil gives you a word, when he gives you an idea, when he gives you um, a seed of deception, you want to know how you know that it's not God? Everything that the devil is going to tell you to do does not include God. If it doesn't include God, it is not from God. If it doesn't come with peace, it is not from God. If it comes with confusion and doubt and stress and anxiousness, it is not from God. Because God says in his words that I do not give you a spirit of anxiety. I have not given you a spirit of fear, but I have given you a spirit of love. Come on, somebody. He, he said, I give you the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Fruit of the Holy Spirit. Come on, somebody. It comes with love, with peace, with joy. When God gives you a word, it shouldn't come with sadness. It shouldn't come with confusion. When the devil gives you a word, he always excludes God from the equation. This is how you can tell if the idea that you have in your head is leading into the promises of God or if it's going to lead you away from the promises of God. 
Abraham was responsible for this covenant between him and Hagar. And this was out of the flesh. So now that Hagar went back unto the household, she gave birth to Ishmael. He grew up in a household and up until about 12 or 13 years old, that's when around the time that um, Sarah and Abraham finally gave birth to the promised child. Hagar and Abraham had covenant with the flesh. Abraham and Sarah had covenant with the promise, which is of God. When Sarah and Abraham finally conceived a child, God told Abraham and Sarah that he should be named Isaac. And his name had purpose and his name had meaning. And it came with peace. And God told Abraham and Sarah, Isaac will have your inheritance. And it doesn't just end here. When Isaac was of a, of a, a young age, you know, when, 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 when they're at that age where they're weaning off of, you know, the mother's breast. So when Isaac was of an age where Sarah was breastfeeding him and then she started to wean him off, maybe that was around one, maybe that was around two years of age, right? Ishmael was about 12, 13. He was either a pre-teenager or like a new, a new um, uh, the, uh, the beginning stages of a teenager. Ishmael and Hagar began to mock Sarah. And Isaac, because Hagar and Ishmael was under the oppression that because Ishmael was Abraham's firstborn son, that he would be the inheritance of his father's things. And God said no. Hence, even though God let Ishmael live and let Hagar be under the roof, God is not going to bless your sin. He's not going to bless your mess with what he has promised you to do his way. Now, I'm going to back it up for a second. The angel of the Lord did tell Hagar that Ishmael should be blessed. But he was not going to be blessed under the household of Abraham. Because when, when Sarah found out that uh, Hagar and Ishmael mocked Isaac, Sarah had a fit. And this is when you have the war of the covenants and within one house. Abraham was responsible for the war that broke out in his household. Men, if I could take a break here right now and tell you, you have to be very careful about who you're sleeping with. Because it is not the, the, the female, it is not the woman that God makes a covenant with. It is with the man. It is with the male figure. That's never going to change. Why do you think Jesus was a male? Men, you have so much power. You have so much authority in the physical and the spiritual realm this is why the devil fights you harder than he fights us women because he knows that you carry the seed women we don't carry the seed physically we don't we don't carry the seed we carry the eggs but you carry the seed your physical um representation is your spiritual your spiritual representation men you carry the seed this is why the devil goes after you more than he goes after us. 
You got to be careful about who you're sleeping with, who you're impregnating. Because you can be causing a war within your household. And now you're trying to have a blended family. But some of you are going to have a Hagar and an Ishmael. And God is saying, sometimes you got to tell them to go. Because the, the blessings that I have for you. In the covenant that I made with you, God is saying the the covenant of the flesh and the covenant of the promise cannot dwell within one household. It's not going to work. God isn't going to dwell with Satan. Satan isn't going to dwell with God. It's not going to work. It happened in heaven. But you see what happened when Lucifer turned into Satan and he disobeyed God and went against God and thought that he could overtake the throne. Guess what? He got kicked out of heaven. That lets you know that the devil and Satan cannot dwell within one household. They cannot dwell under one roof. This is why when you really have an anointed church. When you really have an anointing over a church, there are certain demons that must flee from that place. Because the anointing of God is too great. The, the power and authority that's on the, the spirit of God when he infiltrates a church, a church home, and the body of Christ when they get together and pray and come together on one accord, the devil is nowhere to be found. And God is saying to, to somebody out there, I don't know who God is saying this is for. But God said, you got to clean up your house. Clean up your house. The Hagars and the Ishmaels cannot dwell there. The Hagars and the Ishmaels are the product of your sin. It's the product of your lush, lust. It's the product of your carnality. God is saying they cannot dwell in the promises that I have for you. You made a mistake. You got to live with it. They got to go. Because when Hagar and Ishmael mocked Isaac and Sarah, Sarah went straight to Abraham and said, Hagar and the, the boy you had um, conceived through her, they got to go. And Sarah was like, they would not inherit the promises of God. And Abraham said, okay. And around 12 or 13 years old or 14 years old, Hagar was kicked out with Ishmael. Now, God still gave him the promise from Hagar because it really wasn't Hagar's fault. Because guess what? She was a slave. She had to do what they told her to do. She was under their command. She was under their authority. She was under their uh, leadership. And this is why, and this is what God just put on my heart. Leaders, you got to be careful about, about what you're commanding down to your people because God is saying right now in this season he said if you give a word unto somebody and they fall into sin under your leadership and under your authority he says I'll still bless them but I am going to hold you accountable for leading them astray when God gives you the 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 commission of leadership and of authority and when you're in the position you hear me? When you are in the position of, of having power from God, you got to be careful about how you're leading people. Sarah and Abraham led Hagar into believing that if she slept with Abraham, that they would bear a son and that God would, will set this, this uh, promise um, forth. And God said, that was never me. 
And so Hagar had to suffer for the rest of her life until until Ishmael was of age to where he can just go out and be on his own. Because ever since then, Hagar's life was never the same. And if you ask me, because she was a slave or servant, she probably wasn't married. And once Sarah told Abraham to kick her and Ishmael out of the house, she no longer had access to any of uh, Abraham's inheritance. She no longer had access to his riches because I believe she was an Egyptian. She no longer had access to certain prestige um, life's finances. She was now a single parent raising a son who the angel of the Lord said that he will have war and he will fight against many people and many people will fight against him. Hagar probably had a hard life after this, all because Sarah wanted to go do things on her own and, and set forth the motion of what she thought was God. But really, it was the devil in disguise saying, I bet you I can mess up your life so God won't fulfill the promises that he said he has for you. But I love the faithfulness of God. I love the faithfulness of God because even when there was a war amongst the covenants, it was Abraham, Sarah, and Isaac against Abraham, Hagar, and Ishmael. There was war amongst Abraham's camp. And Abraham was responsible for both covenants. Ishmael tried to go against Isaac and Isaac was a newborn baby. It was the flesh against the promise. Evil against good. God against Satan. That must have been a hard time for Abraham, Sarah, and Hagar. Why? Because when you go outside of the will of God, when you walk in disobedience, your life is going to be a mess. And I'm not saying this from a judgmental standpoint. I'm not. I can tell you right now, I've done some things and I look back and I go, yep, that was the devil. That was not God. That was not anything of goodness. It was just all flesh. It was all me and it, the, the things that I've done. And I'm like, nah, that wasn't God. It was deception. It was a devil. The devil was written all over it. And of course, I take responsibility for that. I own up to it. But I can tell you right now from, from my own uh, life experiences and my own perspective in the word that God told me to tell you and the word that God told me to give you. Not only do you have to be careful about the physical covenants that you're making with people, you have to be careful about the spiritual births you're giving. God says that not only do I want you to conceive uh, children upon this earth for those whom we have called to conceive children, God says that my promises are your spiritual births. God said some of you are going to build and birth businesses. You're going you're gonna to birth, um, you know, spiritual children. You're going to birth ideas. You're going to birth um, 
you know, uh, offices, you're going to, you're going to birth, um, you know, different types of, uh, platforms for other people to, to work on. And God says that some of you are going to birth being a lawyer. Some of you are going to birth being a doctor. Some of you are going to birth being a surgeon. He says, some of you, you're going to birth being a pastor, being a minister, being a leader, being the next president of the United States. God says, those are spiritual births that I have for you, that I have assignments for you. But God is saying, you cannot make a covenant with the devil thinking that I'm going to bless it and turn it into my promise. That's not how it works. God's promises are God's promises and the devil cannot dwell with God and God cannot dwell with the devil. This is why God says that my chosen people, you must fast and pray. Before you do anything that you think is in my will. Anything that you think will line up with what I have for you. You got to fast and pray and you got to seek my face. And you got to to seek my will. He says because some things that you have. Some of the ideas that pop into your head. God is saying that is not me. God is saying just because it looks good, it sounds good, it seems good, God is saying it's not good. This is the thing about deception is that you don't know it's good. It, that, that's what deception is. It looks good, but behind that closed door is strife, division, anxiety, all types of sickness and disease, and wars. There was war within the camp of Abraham. The flesh against the promise. Good against evil. God against Satan. And Abraham still had to lead his household. But one thing that God told Abraham, and he told the angel of the Lord, he said that, I know if I make Abraham uh, a lender of many nations, if I make him the father of many nations, if I multiply his camp, God told the angel of the Lord, he said that I know that Abraham is going to lead his children into the ways that I have for them. God says, I know Abraham will do exactly as I say and exactly what I tell him to do. Because through Abraham came the lineage the lineage of David the lineage the lineage of David which David also ended up being a lineage of Jesus Christ that's what the promise was all about it wasn't just about Abraham and Isaac it was about the birth of Jesus Christ and saints I give you this word and and I'm going to end it with this what God wanted me to tell you In your birthing seasons, you got to be careful. In your birthing seasons and and when God gives you an assignment, when he gives you a word, you got to pray about every step of the way because at any time, the devil can infiltrate your camp and deceive you into thinking this idea is going to be a part of the promise. This person is going to be a part of the promise. Hagar and Ishmael was a threat To the promises of God. Because according to to the earthly law that God has set in place. God said the firstborn male shall inherit everything that the father has. 
So, so legally, Ishmael was supposed to inherit it. But remember, Ishmael wasn't the promised child. So the devil infiltrated Sarah's heart and mind to make her doubt and believe that she would ever give birth to a child. So this is how she came up with it, this idea. Why? Because Sarah lacked faith in Abraham and the devil was able to infiltrate Sarah's mind, her battleground. And he was able to step inside of the crack of her faithlessness and say, now I got room. And when the devil did it, it was a mockery towards God. The devil was mocking God and saying, oh, now look what you're going to do. Ishmael, who isn't the promise, what are you going to do, God? Because you said in your word that all the firstborn males shall inherit their father's kingdom. What happens when the devil tries to Steal the promises of God. And it looks like the devil's going to have the upper hand. Because the devil could have had the upper hand in this. Because God could have been like, yeah, you're right. Yep, Ishmael's the firstborn male. So therefore, he has to have it. God said no. God said, this is my word. This is my promise. This is my covenant. God kicked the devil, Hagar, and Ishmael out and said, Abraham is going to do according to my word. And don't think that God didn't deal with Sarah because he did. Because at one point Sarah did repent and she said, dang, I messed up. This wasn't, this wasn't it. But at that point it was too late. The devil had already pulled the wool over her eyes. God's saying in your birthing seasons, you got to be careful about what you're grabbing hold of. You got to be careful about the seeds that are being planted in your mind. He said, because everything that comes to you isn't of him. And he said that you have to have the wisdom enough to know what is of me, which is God, and what is of the devil. Because remember, saints, the devil isn't after you. He don't care about you. He don't care about me. The devil is always trying to mock God because from the beginning of time, this has always been God versus the devil. Good versus evil. So don't take it personal. The devil don't really care about you. He don't even care about his little minions. Be careful in your birthing seasons. And I'm gonna end it with this because I'm not. I'm trying not to be too long with it, but this is good. And I I wrote two blog posts on this. Is a part one and a part two that I'm gonna post. Part one I'm gonna post today, and part two I'm gonna post tomorrow. But guys, take heed of this word that the Lord has for you, because God is saying not all of you may be an Abraham and a Sarai. God is saying he's not going to give some of you the second chance to do it over. He's not going to give you an Ishmael and then give you an Isaac. God is saying if you mess this up, it may not be another chance. You're just going to miss out. Not everybody has a Sarah moment. Not everybody has an Abraham second chance. And I'm not trying to sound mean. I'm not trying to sound harsh. I'm not trying to, trying to make it seem like God can't bless your mess, right? He can bless you after you repent, 
after you turn your from your wicked ways, God can then turn it into a testimony to go, you know what? They could see that I was in darkness, but now I'm in light. But God is saying, while you're in your sin, he says, I'm not going to bless sin. Because God's word said that God is not mocked. This is why you, you got to stop trying to, to, to get things your way. God said that, that I'm going to bless your finances. He's not going to bless your finances through the, uh, the OnlyFans and in, in porn and in, 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 in drug dealing. That's not how God's going to do it. God says you can't fellowship with the devil and thinking that I'm going to bless that covenant that you're making with Satan. God says that's not how I work. Be careful of the desires that that that's coming to you because God says for some of you you're at death's door. I can hear God saying it. He put it in my spirit. He says some of you are at death's door. You're going to try to do something with only fans and porn and in some type of, you know, sexual whatever to try to make money on the side. God is saying don't do that because you may get into that thing and you may not come out alive. Because you don't know who's behind those closed doors. I don't know. This is a word for somebody. Because God is putting in my spirit. He keeps putting in my spirit to warn somebody about not going on the, the, the OnlyFans. I don't know what this platform is exactly and whatever. But God is telling me to tell somebody, whoever you are, you're trying to do something with OnlyFans. God says, do not do it. He says, if you accept that deal, you're going to be at death's door. That's your warning. God loves you too much. You don't need the money. You don't need the finances that bad. God says the finances and the blessings and, and, and the, the, the status and the platform that I have for you. God says you don't got to do that. Just because, you know, other people have done porn and OnlyFans and, and this and that and, and been strippers and, and come out alive and they give you a testimony. And, and God is saying, you want that life. You want to have that, oh, I used to be a stripper. Oh, I used to be on OnlyFans. Oh, I used to be a porn star. And then I'm going to turn my life over and, 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 and then I'm going to show people that I'm, I'm going with God and I'm, I'm walking with Jesus the whole way. God says, if you go through that door, you're not going to come out. Because God is saying, you do not get to, to tell other people. You do not get to live your life in a certain way thinking that this is going to be the testimony that I have for you. God says, that's not of me. Some of you are trying to write the narrative for your story to be a certain way because you want that clout. You want that status. God says that you will die in your sin. And I pray that whoever this word is for, I am praying to God that you seek his face before you sign that contract. Come on, somebody. Do not do it. It is the deception of the devil. God has given you a promise, but the devil is trying to infiltrate your camp, the camp of your mind, your battleground. And God is saying, I have it for you. And you may have, you may be like Abraham. You may have to wait another 15, 16 years. And you may have to wait six months. But God says, if you wait on me, I promise I will bless you. You don't need to make that money to, to finish college. There are scholarships that you can apply to.
Don't let the devil steal the promises of God that God has for your life. It is not a game. It is not a joke. And I don't say this to scare you. No, actually I do. I say this to scare you because some people need to be to have a reverential fear of God because God don't always got to save you from everything. He wants to, but God gives us the freedom of choice. In whatever bed you make, you have to lie in it eventually. And if you don't want to lie in the bed of whatever it is that you're sowing, God says you got to sow different seeds. God says you got to put down the devil and pick me up. Because God says you can't pick up God and the devil at the same time and bless it. Because salt water and fresh water mixed together cannot no longer be called fresh water. God, I pray that whoever this word is for, that it goes forth and it reach the ears of the people who can hear. The war of the covenants. There is war in heaven. There is war on earth. There is war all around us. War all around us. Even in places that we can't see. But God, it is your protection. It is your love. It is your unconditional love that keeps us, that keeps your children. And thank you for your word. And I thank you for your guidance. And I thank you for your protection, even in the midst of war and of the enemy. Bless whoever hears this word, who is willing to receive the word of the Lord. Protect them at all costs. As they're trying to listen to this podcast, Lord, if the devil's trying to infiltrate and trying to stop them from listening to this word, Lord, I ask that you block the devil at all costs. Let the radios work. Let the iPhone work, even on 2%. Let the iPhones work. Let the podcast app work. Let them hear this, Lord. Let them hear this word. And I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.